I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Over Everything live call-in show presented by KFC. I'm your host, William Liu. I'm joined as always by faithful co-host, Josh Hart. Will, it's good to see you again. It's good to see you, man. Uh, we're going to see each other tomorrow as well. But uh, before we get to your phone calls, which you can call in at the numbers shown below, 416-263-8297 and 416-263-8298. Before we get to your phone calls and your you know, YouTube comments, so keep sending those in. But I got to say, I've been looking at the Eastern Conference standings pretty much every day because I love to see that moment when the Raptors are number one, screenshot that, get like 500 <laughs> free faves off that. Um, but it's been, it's been tough because I'm seeing that there are four other really good teams in the Eastern conference. It was originally prescribed as a two team conference, but you got the bucks at 12 and three. You got the Celtics at 11 and three, got the heat at 10 and three Raptors at 10 and four and Philadelphia 76ers at nine and five. Just come playoff time. All right. Assuming no trades get made those five teams, you know, uh, Milwaukee, Boston, Miami, Toronto, and Philadelphia. How are you going to rank the top five in the Eastern conference? So I think off the top, I think Milwaukee's still the best team in the East. Um, Giannis is the best player in the conference. They have the ability to blow teams out um, in the playoffs. I think I think Giannis will be playing with a bigger chip on his shoulder. He's seen a deeper playoff run than ever before, so they're they're number one. But I think the Raptors are right right there, number two. I still don't know what this Boston team does when the games slow down. They're not mm. they don't have much size to. Um, they couldn't get a lot going against his Clippers. Now, granted, that was the Clippers, but for sure. Um, so I think that I would have Toronto ahead of the Celtics, and then until the 76ers are able to figure out their offense, I don't, I don't think you can take them very seriously. Mm. And then Miami has been exciting, um, but they're they're to me still in that sort of third tier of the Eastern Conference. Where do you where do you see things shaking out right now? To me, I gotta say Milwaukee. To me, they just look kind of skeptical. Like, it looks, you know, they've always been a one-man team. Like, it's always been about Giannis. But this year, it really feels like without Giannis on the floor, that team just does not be, seem to be able to operate or generate open shots or anything like that. So that concerns me a little bit. Um, and I think there's already kind of a formula for stopping Giannis in the playoffs. And, of course, it takes a special team with a special set of, uh, you know, uh, all-NBA level yeah. defenders to pull that off. But there's at least a formula there, and they definitely don't have a number two guy. So I'm not as worried about them. I- but I'm still worried about Philly. Out of that group. Yeah, yeah, I'm still worried about Philly. Because I, I think, you know, in terms of the winning in the playoffs, if you can defend the other team, yep. then I think you're good. Then you don't have to worry about the rest of it as but much. And I but I still they don't have an they don't have a offensive system. They don't have offensive players. Ben has Ben Simmons hit one single three pointer in his life, man. <laughs> Watch I, out. I don't even know if that uh their coach will have their job all season. I don't I think that mm. the Sixers are in a weird space because they should be they should be much closer to the top of the Eastern Conference rankings, and they're solid. Don't get me wrong. I think yeah. Monday is going to be a real good test for both of these clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, I don't think I could. I can see them there. I believe in the Raptors. Mm. I believe in the the Bucks the most. I just think the Milwaukee Bucks. Do you think they could do like a twenty eighteen Cavs run through the playoffs? Where mm. that's tough. I could, I see what you're saying. That's a little bit tough. 
I, I could see the Bucks if they got off to a slower start, if they didn't race out to like the conference lead like last yeah. year. I could see them making a desperation trade to get a better point guard. Yep. Because you just know Eric Bledsoe is not going to do anything come playoff <laughs> no. times, right? So I, I, I would love to see them make like a splash trade for Chris Paul or something like that, some kind of desperation move. But they haven't done it so far. But you know, the top of the East is interesting. Though. I'm just saying, like generally speaking, it's got to be exciting. It's it's tougher than I thought it would be, which is. I guess good and good for as a basketball fan, but bad as a Raptors. Fan. But if you look across the the table, there the top of the Western Conference is pretty tight too. So it's a yeah. really exciting time to be uh, an NBA fan mm-hmm. at, across the league. But yeah, I think right now I still gotta give it up to Giannis. He's gonna be the MVP. Yeah, I know what everybody look, says man. about Luca. I said it to you a couple weeks ago. He doesn't really stir my heart, yeah. but that team is not going to win fifty games. He cannot win the MVP on a forty-six win team. Well, Russell Westbrook just did that like two years ago. Russell Westbrook won 47 games, first time it's been done uh-huh. in 30 years. And Russell Westbrook, there was a narrative. What's the narrative behind Luka Doncic winning uh, MVP? You know what the narrative is. <laughs> you know what the narrative is. All right, we're going to take one uh, YouTube comment right here from Yaya. Um, at the end of the season, if you were Masai and had to make a decision between Mark and Serge, who do you resign? Josh, I think I know what you're going to say. It's got to be Mufuti Chef. Yeah, it, but I agree with you. Would anybody really disagree? I mean, it depends on how cheap Mark wants to come back for. Yeah, if like I'm, if Mark says like, "Yo, I'll stay in Toronto for five mil," I'm like, "Yeah, sign me up." I don't oh. care if you give me five points, five rebounds, five assists. I'm cool with that. If we could pay Mark and Iberico Ham, I'm on board. But <laughs> I just don't think that Serge Ibaka is a more use, a more capable basketball player right now. It's got to be what it is. Yeah, I got to say, yeah, Serge is definitely the, the player that's producing better. But I got to say, though, Mark is very – it's rare. It's rare. I think – I really appreciate what Mark does for the team. And I think Mark will be way cheaper. So um, that's, that's that's a good question. All but, right. Gabriel from Toronto. You are on Raptors Everything Live. How's it going? Uh, doing good. How's everyone doing? Oh. Good, man. Good. Thanks for calling in. What a polite way to start a call. Yeah. Hey, what can I say, though? Just enjoy, you know, enjoying the day. Currently, I work, actually, but I'm able to multitask, so I just want to ask a question. And just a shout-out to you, William. Though. I've been following you on the podcast for a while, so I appreciate the work you do, so it's nice to be on the show. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it a lot. So my question, I just had a quick question, though, because like, uh, I think an article came out today regarding Kyle Lowry stating that he's basically going to be, the Raptors are basically holding out for him until the 1st of December. Yeah. I think the team's going to do with uh, this current schedule and next week's schedule. Do you think the team's going to be able to maintain momentum, or do you think just, or do you think they may start to lose a couple of games? Well, I mean, so far they're 4-2 and two without Kyle in a lineup, which is pretty damn good, all things considered. For sure. Um, that Philly game is tough, though. It really is. Like, but it's the, a half-court team that yeah. can defend like that. I think you would want Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry's also played really well against Philly in the past. And he loves to – and he hates Ben Simmons. He loves to play against Yeah, him. yeah. He okay. definitely wants to trade hands with Ben Simmons oh, at some point sure. still. That's what I was wondering. I was especially trying to figure out what's going to happen on Monday too because, like, I really wish Lowry was back. But realistically, though, I mean, the team's doing fine. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's good to give him the extra rest. I mean, unfortunately, you know, a lot of players across the league have been getting injured. So, just good to give him the necessary rest if we can. And we are getting a book, I think, possibly this Saturday, too, correct? Sorry, one more time? Oh. No, I was saying that uh, we are getting the Ibaka this following Saturday, so I mean... he's I mean, de- I Yeah, he's uh, it's up in the air for him to come back on Saturday. But yeah, if he's back, then... Yeah, I was just at practice. Nick said uh, Serge is unlikely for Saturday. Gotcha. But he will travel with the team and, and wear great outfits. <laughs> and uh, the rest of the Raptors' schedule after that... Uh, yeah, it's not so it's bad. It's a layup. Like, the yeah. Knicks... 
Knicks, Orlando again. Yo, how many times yeah, uh, Raptors going to play Orlando? Every week. I'm tired. I'm every tired, week. man. I don't want to see Orlando anymore. Well, pretty well how we're already playing Orlando so many games. Like, it's been felt like a hundred times we've been playing these guys, eh? Yeah. yeah. And, they don't, and they're shorthanded now. Yeah, they, get Luke, well soon. is out for like a month. Yeah, get Aaron well. Gordon's out, you know. So, you know, the good news is that the Raptors don't play Orlando again. The fourth game against Orlando is the end of the season. So, we, we, we can say goodbye to them for like five months. But, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. I think honestly, if they go two and one, I wouldn't be surprised. If they go three and zero, oh, and I think the Raptors at home is is a big advantage. Yeah. Raptors haven't lost at home yet. They're five and zero oh at home, and they've shown that even without Kyle Lowry, they still have a kind of a formula to to work off of. So I mean, I think Philly's tough. I think they're a really good defensive team. But and Fred struggled against them in the playoffs. And Fred struggled be, against them against yeah. the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. It'll just be a, yeah. it'll be a tough game. I'm not. I I'm hoping it's one of the most entertaining of the season, of the season so far. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure, I, I, I love this. I want to see how Siakam holds up against that, that big lineup. You know, yeah, that's true. Interesting to see. So, I, I want to see him cross up Joel Embiid like he crossed up Anthony Davis. That would be that would be oh, hugely yeah, appreciated. Yeah, and then yeah, kick him in the shin. You're gonna just see me celebrating at home. <laughs> All right, bro. Thanks All for right. calling in, man. Yeah, no problem, man. Have a good day and take care. All, All right, right, thank you. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Well. Yeah, I think that the Monday game will be. 50-50. I wish Kyle was there for that. And then man. the other two are, are layups. The yeah, Knicks yeah, yeah. suck. Bro, the Knicks are terrible. The Raptors man. don't lose in Orlando. Doesn't it's fine. We're good. Man, again, I don't want to say this too many times, but Orlando really has a number one pick in Markel Fultz, a number six pick in Mo Bamba, number four pick in Aaron Gordon, number five pick in Jonathan Isaac, and I think the Raptors have superior options at yeah. all four of those positions. And, and Masai's going to be very motivated to make sure that we keep a winning record against uh, the Orlando Magic. We read oh, about yeah, it yeah. in a great feature. That's right. Life. That's right. Yeah. If you haven't seen it already, you definitely have to uh, to look it up in Toronto. Toronto Life uh, every year, I believe yep. they write, uh, they they publish a magazine and they list who the most influential Torontonian of uh, that year is. And of course, Masai Ujiri won it this year. Yeah, and next year, Alex Wong top five easy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if it's Alex Wong or me. All right. Maybe combine both. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, so Masai won it, and it was a, it's a great profile. If you haven't read it already, definitely go read it. Yeah, uh, really even really Drake shared it on his Instagram. Like you know it's what I mean? It's nice. like a solid fifteen minute read. Alex is on delay, so he finally got the <laughs> joke. Um, but yeah, there were some very very interesting tidbits in there. Yeah, do you have a favorite one? I do. So there's a lot of great stories in there. Uh, but uh, well, one to your point about him talking about the magic. So the Raptors used to have Jeff Waltman, which by the way, shout out Masai Ujiri for getting. Uh, a second round pick yeah. for the Magic for to promote <laughs> Jeff Weltman, man. That's crazy. And that's like who used pick. to be his superior. What a flex. Yeah, 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 definitely. And then, you know, he was able to uh, to use that second round pick as part of the Marcus All trade. So thank you, uh, Jeff shit. Weltman, for becoming Marcus All. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, one of my favorite stories in there was Masai Ujiri uh, recounting, you know, uh, the the pursuit from Washington in the offseason. Remember when the Raptors won the title, and yeah. then Woj just immediately like, "Hey, by the way, congrats on the title. Uh, Masai is actually going to go to Washington." Like, I was yeah, like, seriously. "Yo, Woj, bro, can you just chill? Like, you couldn't hold that for like ten seconds." Stephen A. Smith had well, a Shams is going to jump you in, like the next ten <laughs> minutes, man. Let us enjoy this title. But uh, Masai was recounting it, and the way it was told by the author Trevor Cole was that Ujiri was wooed by the owners of the Washington Wizards, who made it clear to him, unofficially, that they would give him anything he wanted, including an ownership stake in the company that owns the Wizards, the NHL's Washington Capitals, and various other properties, if only he would leave Toronto behind. He resisted the overtures because life is good in the city he calls home, and Washington has nothing to offer that he couldn't get here. 
but it's always nice to be wanted. Mars. Masai Bars. already has a, a guest room in Barack Obama and Michelle Obama's home. Yeah, yeah. He's good in every city. It was always like, yo, Masai, if he goes to Washington, he gets all these connections. It's like, yo, Ms. please. Have you seen Masai? Yeah. My, my man got connections, is what I'm saying. What, what, what was your favorite uh, story from the, uh, from, from the profile? Yeah, I'll keep it quick and we'll get back to the calls. But um, Masai was recounting uh, when he was, you know, got, got trying to get back in shape after a long summer. Um, he's working out, but he started daily fasting. And the quote here is, um, daily fasting, nothing more, nothing more than tea from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. is something he does periodically throughout the year as a spiritual exercise. Great quote. Like the Muslims. <laughs> um, Messiah's a Christian. I guess he. Uh, yeah, Nigeria is like half Christian, half Muslim. Yeah. Like, you know, he, he got friends. Um, periodically, um, like now, he goes under a more intense cleanse, subsisting for days solely on a juice of lemon, apple cider vinegar, cayenne, maple syrup, and a few other nutrients concocted by the Raptors trainers. So why did this? Why did this story in particular? Because Masai Ujiri is on the same diet Beyonce was on before her Coachella performance. Wow. Okay. What a, a what two a, icons. What a scoop. Two icons. What a scoop. All right, we got a call. We'll uh, speak to Matt from Edmonton. Matt, how are you feeling? Good. How are you guys? Doing all right. Yeah, we're good. What's on your mind? Yeah, I wanted to discuss uh, before you know moving forward uh, the guys that we won the championship with. Um, you know, I hear a lot of I read from the boards and stuff like that. Some people uh, gauging the interest of uh, seeing how valuable our assets are. You know, Cal Lowry, Norman Powell. And I'm just thinking to myself, why not treat it like an evaluation year? You know, we're coming off uh, fresh off a championship run. See how these guys go without uh, a main star. or Well, now our main star is Siakam. How about we just see what we got first before we start trading guys? You know what I mean? That's a, that's a, very, good, that's a very good comment. And I, I agree with almost all of that. Yeah, I think that if there's going to ever be a time to make moves, it doesn't start until after January 1. Like, play that bit. That like, January 15th, when all, the, when all the guys have been signed are available to be traded. Yeah. Back on the market. But, I mean, even now, I, I think this is a good time to evaluate what you have. Not only just in the, the starters, but also in the bench guys. But the Raptors have a contender. And you have a contender, and you have, you'll have a contender until you don't with this team. Yeah, I think so. Because if, if Mark and Kyle and Serge all hit April 1st healthy, yeah. the Raptors can believe that they're going to the finals. But if those guys are breaking down in January, you mm-hmm. start to think maybe a... Maybe it makes sense to make moves. That's sort of where I'm at. Also, here's where I'm at with this thing, right? Like, you can trade, like, let's say someone out there is going to offer you a protected first-round pick for Marcus Hall that is going to end up being, like, the 26th pick or the 27th pick. Like, what the hell does Messiah Jr. need with a 27th pick when he can get Terrence Davis undrafted? What's the difference? I mean, with a 27th pick, he can get an OG and an OB-level player. Yeah, that's true. But I'm just saying, like, it's, it's, it's not so bad um, to keep your guys and win games because the Raptors have proven they can unearth talent from anywhere. So, like, I feel like that almost makes me uh, less uh, persuaded to make those kinds yeah. of trades, you know? So Also, yeah. would... I mean, normal, trading Norman Powell is a different case, but, you Come know. on, bro. <laughs> what about what about trading... What about trading Fred? I really like Fred, Fred but if, if oh, the bro, team comes God. to the conclusion they're not going to give him the bag he wants, mm. does it make sense to give him an opportunity to walk? No, they're not trading their okay. third best player this I season. I agree, but they're is not it, doing it. It not, it, you think it's totally off the table? Uh, yeah. I don't think anyone's offering that much for Fred anyway. So, th- I, for like half a year of Fred? So, I don't know. Bird rights? Who knows? They're not, no, I'm not taking our first round pick so the Raptors can lose their third best player. No, I'm good. Okay. Yeah, I'm good. 
Stop trying to trade. Stop trying to bench Fred Van Vliet. I swear to God. I just wanted to give you a moment to tee off. I thought I'd make a good clip. but Stephen Asian Smith. <laughs> Matt, have a good weekend. Enjoy Edmonton. Yeah, you do your best. Thank you, guys. Peace. Yeah, I think that the Raptors shouldn't trade. Make, make any big moves until... Yeah. Yeah, until January 15th, which is only a month and a half from now. Wow. That's terrifying. Time flies. Seriously. All right. I'm going to be 27 soon. Um, we're going to take a YouTube question from uh, Noor. Um, other than the top seven returning Raptors, eight if you count McCaw, who else can you see being a part of the playoff rotation? Are guys like Boucher, Rodney Hollis Jefferson, and Terrence Davis 16-game players and not just 82-game players? It's a good question, and I think it's a fair question. Having watched the Nets playoff series last year, I don't know how much you can play Rondé just because it hurts your spacing. Yeah. The Nets had a hard time hiding him, and they made him play center, and he had to go up against Joel Embiid and Boban Marjanovic, which was kind of sad to watch almost. It's, yep. It wasn't fair physically. Um, Terrence Davis is a rookie. I never expect too much out of rookies in the playoffs. You know what I mean? And Chris Boucher, uh, you know, in a, in a playoff setting, you, I think everyone's playing really hard, and I think one of the advantages Chris Boucher has, in addition to what he legitimately does, is that he plays really hard. hard. So I, to me personally, I don't consider them 16 players yet because obviously I haven't seen it. But yeah. what about you? I don't know. I I kind of like to think that they will that Nick Nurse will play everybody. I think that what we've seen is Nick Nurse is willing to be unconventional to, you know, swim against the pack and if there's a matchup that makes sense if they if they if the Raptors somehow see the magic in the first round of the playoffs, I think that he continues to extend the bench. I think that if the Raptors, if the Raptors see the the Seventy Sixers, mm. I think guys like Chris Boucher and Rondé Hales Jefferson have a position only to compensate for size. This okay. this roster, I don't think is this roster isn't complete enough that you can r- say these are the seven guys they work in every situation. Yeah, that's fair. Because that's fair. You're going to need to play a guy like Patrick McCaw in the playoffs mm. if you match up with Philly because you need the size in the backcourt. Um, you're going to need to be able to go four bigs deep against the 76ers. I think if the Raptors wanted to have a double XL lineup with Serge Ibaka and Marcus Hull mm. in the playoffs, I think it would make sense. And in that same spirit, I think he continues to experiment with the lineup. Okay, let's take another call. Line one, we got Victor calling in from Scarborough, wanting to talk about Giannis. Victor, what's going on, man? Yeah, I'm good. So my question is, if we acquire Giannis, yeah. and uh, will it will uh, Raptors will be an immediate contender? If they get Giannis, yes, yeah. yes, definitely. That's an easy question. Best player in the league. Well, best organization. Top, in the top five player in the league. Kawhi's, league MVP. Kawhi's knees are still intact, so he's better than Giannis. League League MVP. At a League MVP to this team, you have a title favorite, probably. Yeah. Instantly a contender. All right. What do you think? For me? Yeah. No, the thing is, we already, like, uh, he was already exposed <laughs> last Whoa. year. Whoa, oh my goodness. Giannis is a fraud wagon. I love this take. <laughs> because he was already exposed by Raptors, like, uh-huh. last year. I love this opinion. Our Easter conference finals, so will that, will... Well, I mean, I think he was exposed and he wasn't exposed. Well, here's the thing, right? Like, he's exposed in the sense that he couldn't hit key free throws 
and the three-point shot wasn't really there for him. And when you put the best defender on the planet yeah. on him, that's why I don't think it's fair to call him exposed. I mean, he was getting guarded by Kawhi Leonard, who's the best defender in the world, and then Marcus Gasol, who's a former Defensive Player of the Year, was meeting him at the rim. That's hard. And then Pascal's there too. Like I think it was more about the Raptors' defense than it was about Giannis failing. You know what I mean? Yeah, Victor. I think if you if you want yeah, don't to, slander a future Raptors. If please. you want to if you want to slander Giannis, you're going to have to worry about Alex Wong pulling up on you. Wow. 99.8. But yeah, Victor, man, we appreciate the call. And we look forward to you calling back when Giannis is here in 2021. Okay, thanks, bye. We'll take another call. Uh, We have Alex from Toronto. Alex, how's it going? Pretty good. What's your question? Hmm. Like us personally? Uh, that's probably a better question. Uh, <laughs> next Raptor question. Yo, maybe he could say something about Mark because, you know what, what I mean? He's, he's, he's not going to. Why not? Because I think he... Mark is giving you 6.6 rebounds. And like the worst shooting percentage in all, of all time. We all listened to the show earlier this week. Yeah, thank you. Um, I think it makes sense to call it Mark. I don't think he will. I think there's just... Mm. Marcus Hall, who was, there, was not, a, there was a great Blue Jay that the organization brought in, and he helped them win the 92 World Series and then was terrible. That's Marcus Hall. It's, who was the 92 Blue I, Jay? I can't even remember his wow. name. Uh, Walter Goggins? I, th- I feel that like... That sounds like one of the guys that I had feel a like worse two-point percentage gonna, than Marcus Hall in, two, in <laughs> 1956. 1992. Yeah, I would say call it Marcus Hall. Um, you know, maybe just say something like, hey, uh, stop trying to post up when you can't jump and maybe shoot more threes. I don't know. But that's that's probably as far as I'd go. Who, 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 who should Nick Nurse call out, Josh? Who should Nick Nurse call out? Yeah. Um, I, it's really just got to be Marcus. He's the only Raptor who's underperforming. Okay. Who else is underperforming? No, like, Norm turned it around. Yeah, yeah. Bron, Stanley Johnson, but then it's sort of bullying at that point. Because Stanley might just not be there anymore yeah Alex. dave winfield's the guy i'm thinking of walter goggins an actor in the righteous gemstones all right dave winfield is marcus hall okay that's fine flags <laughs> fly forever uh alex who, who would you call out if you were nick nurse whoa wow my goodness damn really hitting with the everybody's really the, trying to get out immigrant parent higher. expectation I mean, his true shooting is 77%, but that's not good enough. No. We, we, we need 99. He just comes in and we want buckets. We want, like, KFC bucket after KFC bucket over and over and over again. But uh, he's giving us, like, a solid two point. I mean, he literally leads the NBA in three-point percentage, but, you know, we're still a little bit. We still want more. Yeah, I think all we want from Matt Thomas is, like, like to shoot 100%. Well, no, good performance in the three-point contest. Like, ever since Kyle Lowry scored nine. Uh-huh. We we need a we need a, a positive and Danny was terrible last year too. No, Danny was good. Was about? he good? He Did he make 20. the second cut? No, he couldn't. But that's but he <laughs> so, hit twenty. So he made he didn't make the oh, yeah twenty's bad. No? He did okay. He did he did he here, did man. fine. I am slandering, but that's all. That's what Matt Thomas is. He's just all. Where's the All Star Game taking place this year? Chicago, baby. Who oh, doesn't want to go to windy Chicago in February? Yes, but, Alex. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate you. Peace. Uh, which, by the way, this is a the, Alex's question was good because we actually have a whole thing about Nick Nurse calling people out. Um, so Rondé and Stanley Johnson, before the season even started, 
called him out for being waste in practice. Quote <laughs> from Nick Nurse, these guys have not understood, A, how hard we play, B, our schemes, <laughs> that defense is a priority for them, etc. We've got some work to do with that crew. Now, that's that's wild. Yeah. That's wild to just say they don't even know what they're doing out there. They're not even good, but they don't know what they're doing out but there. But now I feel bad for I feel bad for Rondé Health Jones because he's still assumed to be part of that crew. No, he, he separated himself. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, he called Rondé out. Rondé became better. He called him Norman Powell recently saying, you know, Norm's a little bit up and down. I mean, listen, I'm more... You know, I wish we can pencil in for about 16 each night rather than 26-1 and 0 the next. Um, that worked, too. That you also worked. Control. Norman Powell has scored 14 or more points in six of the last seven games. So you're penciling them in for, like, 16 right there. Yeah. You know? Uh, he called out Pascal for fouling too much. He said, quote, he hasn't been very smart. If you want me to be honest with you, most of those have been fouls. And Pascal took the message, and Pascal has not been in foul trouble since. And that was, like, two, three weeks ago. Facts, Kellerman. And then he said Matt Thomas's defense, he didn't even say anything. He just made a, a face that looked very much like the uh, the guy from um, Chicken Little. <laughs> I'm thinking he looks he like, like that, the animatronic chicken. Yeah, chicken that Little. like awkward emoji. Yeah, Nick Nurse has great Too emotion punched. faces. but uh, yeah. And then, I don't know, Matt Thomas hasn't really played better defense, but I, what, what can you do you know, really? Maybe Nick Nurse should call out his own taste in like uh, fast food. Yeah, Nick Nurse was asked, uh, <laughs> if you can eat one junk food, what would you have? And he said, pizza man, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, we need to we need to put him on to like you know. That's like a Kawhi level quote of Apple Man, Apple Apple Time, Apple Time. <laughs> Just Nick Nurse saying Pizza Time, Pizza Time, like Jay Triano. Pizza. Have does Nick Nurse have a sponsorship? A, yeah, with a pizza company in the city. Uh, it's coming. Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> uh, okay, let's take another call. Let's take another call. Aiden from Toronto. Aiden, how's it going? Hey, What's hey. good, man? Uh. I'm doing great. Um, well, you're uh, top of the power rankings for uh, Toronto reporters for me. I just wanted to mention wow. that off the bat. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate Toronto, it. All sports reporters, regardless of Raptors. All of them. Wow. All of them. I also only like basketball, so that might be fine. Wow. I'm even ahead uh, of I had a, I had a couple home. questions. One was, one was a bit more serious and one was a bit more silly. Okay. Um, should I start with the serious one? Let's start with the serious and end with silly. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I know we're talking about Fred Bradley incessantly. Um, and I was just reading uh, Blake Murphy's uh, athletic uh, write-up about his contract uh, possibility. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. no, definitely shout-out to the god. Um, but, um, yeah, it, it kind of just left me with this idea that it's a little bit up in the air, whether Fred is going to stay or, or, uh, or leave. Um, you know, it has a lot to do with other teams, mm-hmm. our own contract situation, our own players uh, that could... Uh, you know, opt into their options or that we could extend. Um, so I guess my question for you, especially as a Fred Van Gleet stan, um, Will, uh, yeah. what do we do if he leaves? What's, what's the contingency plan? Well, what do you do if uh, your Messiah and Fred is, uh, you know, going to go make uh, 20-something million with uh, Chicago or something? Well, I think first off, these conversations don't just happen at free agency. They're probably having the conversations right now. So I don't think the number's going to shock them. It's not going to be like surprise out of the blue Fred signing for thirty million somewhere. First of all, I don't think the team's even signing over thirty million. I think Blake's article he's is very the good. The John Wall contract? No, he's not getting the John Wall contract. No, no. he's uh, he's. Um, I mean, I think Blake's article is, it was it laid out the scenarios definitely really well. I think a lot of it actually hinges on Pascal and whether or not Pascal qualifies for the bonuses in his contract. Because uh, if you know Pascal is signed a max deal, but that deal can scale up depending on whether he hits uh, second yep. team All NBA or even first team All NBA. 
So that's a bit of an interesting factor there. But I think ultimately, I think Fred and the Raptors are pretty comfortable with um, where each other are right now. I'm not saying that they like have an agreement or anything like that. That's obviously not what they have. But yeah. I'm just saying like they know where each other are, and I think they're kind of comfortable with it so far. So I don't know. I think you know. I, th- I think it's reasonable to expect like a Malcolm Brogdon level uh, deal for him. I think the market is kind of set, and if that's the case. I'm I'm willing to pay for them yeah, that money. I, I also wouldn't it. be surprised by a Malcolm Brogdon outcome where the team says, mm, "Yes, you are potentially the second most important player in this club, mm. um, but we can't afford to pay you what you're asking right now." Yeah, MLC, we we are not the Milwaukee Bucks. We can afford. Agreed, we have deeper we can pockets. Afford to pay a, a player or two. I agree, and yeah. I, but I wouldn't be. Um, would it blow you away if the number was too rich for? How rich is too rich? Twenty twenty two, like four years, eighty eight. That's fine. Four years, a hundred. That's too much. So okay. Yeah. So like, so yeah. That's the range. Four years, eighty. They can so play around the options. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, no. no. What, what are you sorry. gonna say? I was gonna say because I, I was actually mostly I, I I agree with you guys, but I was actually mostly asking what's the contingency plan if oh. somehow um, Fred were to get like a a contract that was just over our, our capabilities. Because I agree that we we should do everything in our power to keep him, but. In the nightmare scenario where you know uh, Pascal gets MVP and like we just and somebody offers him too big of a contract, what even is the condition? There's like plan? a glut of point guards who are available right now. Like, not I think it's free eight, not as good as Fred, but I would I say I guess you could be you have to promote Terrence Davis into that backup role, which isn't too bad. Cool. But long term wise, obviously, if you have Kyle as a starter, I mean, like how many more years of that can you really yeah. sustain? And I really think right. Fred is. Fred is the contingency plan. Like he's not not the contingency. He's a, he's a succession plan. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know, man. That's hard to say. So she this far out. Uh, you, yeah, you big fan of Shamori Pons? What's going on, man? <laughs> um, but but yeah. Um, oh, uh, so I just had one uh, question that I actually meant to call in for the past couple of weeks, but just was busy. So it might be a little bit of an old topic, but I, I just found it really interesting that um, we kind of let Casey off the hook for his, like, year of saltiness and jabbing at the Raptors just because he made, like, a classic Casey old man joke, mm. or, like something about salt and pepper or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now everyone's like, Casey is supportive of the Raptors. I, I just don't understand. Are we just too nice as uh, Canadian media that we don't want to, like, perpetuate this dramatic uh, uh, conflict between us and the coach? Because I, I don't know. I, I thought he was so salty up until this point and then kind of just flipped the script with a dad joke and everyone's like oh see he loves us uh i think Dwayne casey is very savvy about how he treats the media and how he plays that game and so yes i do think he has a bit of a friendly kind of treatment but also at the same time if he's ready to move on then at some point you just let it you just let it happen i'm not saying you forgive him for all the stuff that he said uh talking about how what uh there's championships in detroit and there's no championships in toronto um, you know, talking about how Nick Nurse is running the same offense, same defense, yeah. hilarious, and saying how he would have won if he had, uh, you know, <clears throat> Kawhi, Danny, and Mark. And it's like, okay, cool. I'm not saying you forgive him for all that, but if, if he is willing to sort of try to move on from it, and you understand why he's salty too. For like, sure. you know, I mean, you wouldn't expect to get fired after getting swept three out of the four years. You wouldn't expect that. You just wouldn't, you know? Well, uh, plus but, a coach of the year. <laughs> yeah, and, and his coach of the year got kind of taken away from him. Um, but you know, nevertheless, like I, I think he, at least in that moment, showed a little bit of contrition, a little bit of willingness to move on. Didn't say anything backhanded, and I take that as if you want the, the issue to die, then just let it die. 
I also think that... Just be the bigger man. Let it go. I think a big part of this is the big is the difference, the way that uh, basketball is covered in this country. Um, right now, I think the best analog for the Nick Nurse, um, Dwayne Casey thing is like what happened with Mark Jackson leaving uh, Golden State, the Brian, Brian Scalabrini. That was a huge mess and lots of pot shots being made back and forth. Brian Scalabrini? Yeah, the one... He made all those... He like recorded a... Uh, Mark Jackson's that was not Brian Scalabrini. Wasn't it? No, it was like Dan Ehrman or something. Anywho, like the, yeah. the mess in Golden State yeah. was covered by the media because it was a relevant story in the way that basketball mm-hmm. often is. I think you're going to hear stories about like Sheldon uh, or what's the new Leafs coach name? I have no Sheldon idea. Sheldon Keith and Mike Babcock yeah, Chief, for the next, Chief, Chief. For the, Chief, like, next six months. There's just going to be stories about how sure. the kids got their old coach fired to upgrade their new guy. Mm. Um, and part of the like Dwayne Casey story sort of ending is because you can't like maybe you could talk about it for fifteen minutes, but I don't think you could do that on one of the um, media properties owned by a telecommunications company in this country. I just don't think it. I don't think Raptors fan the audience is big enough to care about kind of a lightweight story like that. To yeah, to, I'll just for say months Dwayne, and months. Dwayne Casey played the media pretty well. And he treated them really well, and he was a very upstanding man with the media. And when you treat the media well, generally speaking, the media will carry your water for you. That's it. Yeah. All right, Aiden, thank you for calling in. Appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, thank bro. you, guys. Yeah, have a good weekend. I, uh, I, oh. I love everything at Yahoo, so please uh, please keep it going. Hey, 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 shout out, shout out. Thank you. <laughs> All right, peace. See ya. Dwayne Casey. How are the Pistons doing? Not great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, hey, man, they got championship banners. They walk in every day, and Tony Snell looks at the championship banner you, before you, he puts up zeros across the board in 28 minutes. You know uh, the skit on College Dropout where the guy's talking about how his degrees, his dad's degrees yeah, yeah, keep yeah, him yeah. warm? Yeah. That's Dwayne Casey talking about <laughs> championship banners. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh. <laughs> when I die, I'll give my kids these banners won by somebody else. <laughs> I just what you don't, you don't think Luke Kennard walks into practice every day inspired by the two championship banners? No, he just, Isaiah Thomas won. No, not at all. Um, not at all. That team, not fun. You know, Detroit used to be a great franchise, but they are no longer anymore. Um, before we take a question, um, another call. Actually, we're going to take a question from the chat because we haven't taken a couple questions from the chat so far. Um, Adnan asks, "How can we talk about how rebounding issues, please?" That's it. How rebounding? How they are? Uh, the Raptors are not the best rebounding team in the league. They are not, but uh, they have a very good winning percentage. Yeah, and they have a really good defense at forcing stops. Getting yeah. the loose ball is unfortunately a weakness. But when you look at the fact that they're number one in transition scoring and in transition efficiency, and you look at the fact that they're number one in opponent field goal percentage allowed. Um, yep. I'm I'm generally okay with it. I, I mean, obviously, I wish the rebounding was better. It does irk me sometimes as well. But at the same time, it's like, you know, what are you going to do with the roster, man? Like, the roster is kind of what it is. Serge and Mark are not excellent rebounders for the center position. Yep. But they play the team defense well. But so lots of you got to te- give up something, I think. That's I think lots of teams are shooting over the zone, and you get longer rebounds, and it's yeah, just harder yeah. to – it's just less predictable. And the Raptors yeah. don't have the, a solid, like, talented enough rebounders, as you said, to deal with that kind of unpredictability consistently. And it's just, you have to make trade-offs. I also feel like uh, the emergence of Chris Boucher and Rondé has really helped. Those two are really good rebounders. Yeah. Um, John from Toronto? Yes, let's go. Uh, John, you're on the air with me and Will. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, Yeah. all right. Uh, So I'm 
was just thinking of regarding uh, this summer, like kind of trade uh, targets to to look at. Okay. And I'm thinking of like kind of like Bradley Beal to build that foundation when you go to that 2021 free agent class. I like it. You have more. You have more of like kind of something to sell. You got Pascal Siakam, Bradley Beal, or whoever. Mm. And then you can potentially pair that with Kawhi or like Giannis. Like, what do you think about Bradley Beal being targeted this summer or someone else? I love it, man. I mean. But Bradley Beal's on everyone's list. Is Masai gonna let him get let himself get fleeced for Bradley Beal? Masai not getting fleeced for anything, bro. For no American player, he's not getting fleeced. So, um, yeah, I mean Bradley Beal would be a great fit. It's obviously a difficult time to find the trade option. I think you know when this Bradley Beal discussion came up previously, I think people were pretty willing to give up OG. I wonder now that OG's playing a lot better, people are still have that same willingness. You're you're willing, yeah. Because um, you kind of OG's like the best trade chip outside yes, of Pascal. And OG, I don't think you're trading Pascal right OG's now. OG's a very like the contract situation is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but who's a better player? Like, and who has a bet? Who will be a better player in two years? Yeah, Bradley Beal, obviously. Yeah, so Bradley yeah. Beal. If the what would the package be? Uh, you got I some big. Like you got some big Davis. big money. You got big contracts in Surge and Mark that are both uh, expiring. So that's probably pretty good for Washington. And you throw an OG. Like, you could do that. The, the issue is Bradley Beal signed an extension this year, so it's a little harder yeah, to trade him this summer. year. Yeah. It's got to be in the summertime. Would they still have – that would be hard to figure out the 2021 free agency class to go into it with Pascal with definitely a, some sort of bonuses hitting mm-hmm. in plus Fred plus Bradley Beal, and then you're trying to – that's not possible. That's a lot, yeah. It's just the Raptors situation right now is build toward 2021 with Pascal and Fred as your two – cornerstones yeah a couple other like expe- og cheaper norm like on solid contracts with enough money to to bring in Giannis. yeah so it's, it's a nice idea man but it's just hard to find uh you know it's the logistics uh, i'm just trying to follow what the clippers did right yeah like, they no, had I, some space to do with the uh like pair with someone else right something exact same thing i hear you I but hear that you. will require like a pat beverly taking less money lou williams taking less money to keep space not not quite, and you're not you're not getting that from Fred. Fred's made it very clear he's about his business. Yo, Fred he's about his, doing ASMR commercials. Yeah, man. he's about his American he's, Express empire. He's not taking the discount, but not discount. But uh, thanks for yeah. calling in. I would love to see yeah, Bradley no be on the Raptors one day. It's up to Messiah and Bobby to figure out how possible, that happens. Man. What's that? I think it's a big possibility, actually. Okay. All right. Yeah. Maybe Messiah says I'll come to be your executive if you trade me. That's probably how it's got to be done. <laughs> So I got to trade himself, you yeah. know. So all right, yeah, he goes there. Yep. All right, bro. Call back when you know, when, when Bradley's a, a Raptor. All right, peace. All right, I will in twenty twenty one. I really did like that guy's take that Giannis is a fraud. It's like that. I, I still it, can't believe it. It exploded my brain. Giannis slander has uh is is really <laughs> tough. Uh, some some other questions before we take another phone call. Uh, Ray says Fred hasn't really proved himself yet. We need to give it this year to find out. Um, you know what uh he can do if he's worth it to give him the money i think that's fair i think that's what they're doing yeah but i don't think fred's ever going to be a the all caps money player yeah but i mean like but uh, he can if like the a Raptor, 20 minute uh, yeah. listen listen fred is giving you pretty damn good production and yeah, especially yeah. when with, with kyle out he's averaging close to 20 and stuff he's averaging like 17 on the season anyway with seven assists that's not bad just managing bad. and you like, know he plays good defense and he and they win too so he, yeah, yeah, and getting to a point where that backcourt isn't costing $50 million a year will be great. and That uh, would help. Yeah. Uh, Samir asks, um, 
whose minutes should be reduced once Kyle and Serge are back? Kyle and Serge. <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree. I don't want to see Kyle playing 40 minutes, man. We don't need it as much. Yeah, Fred's there, and, and Terrence Davis is doing some things. Yeah. I, I think Nick t- talked about a practice today that he's more comfortable extending the rotation a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, and so. they'll play it, but they don't need to. The Raptors have a bench. Uh, oddly Random asks, what happened to Stanley Johnson? Did he get into a fight with the coaching staff? He's just keeping up with mine and Will's great recommendations. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Actually, let's get to that right now. Actually. You want to do it now? Let's do it now. All right. Let's do it now because I got an email for free bubble tea and I, I kind of want to end the show early to get that. <laughs> Stanley suggestions. Um, so last week we changed the show from Rondé's recommendations to Stanley's suggestions because Rondé's obviously busy, you know, doing the thing now and getting teased by Norman Powell and stuff. Big fact. So Stanley Johnson is the one with free time. And so we're giving Stanley Johnson some suggestions of what to do across Toronto. When we met yesterday, I decided he should go to Woodbine Mall. Shout out to Rexdale. Shout out Rexdale, Woodbine Mall. Rainbow Cinemas. I don't know if they still do the Toonie Tuesday anymore. I, for sure they can't. But I haven't been there since 2008. So It's a really quality place. Is it? I, I love Rexdale. Oh, yeah. Everything about it. Um, <laughs> Louise is in the room nodding. Yeah, he can go watch. Like, uh, oh, yeah, Louise is also a big fan of Rexdale. Big Rexdale stands. In here. Um, he can go see Frozen 2 at Rainbow Cinemas. It seems like a good afternoon. Yeah. Go to great. the 14 across the street. Go to that uh, little Ferris wheel kind of thing they have in the middle Aren't of Aren't they that. shutting down the Fantasy Fair? I don't know, man. The deep Toronto knowledge on this. Uh, yeah, so that's my suggestion for Stanley this week is to visit Woodbine Mall. What's your suggestion for so, Stanley? Uh, yesterday when we wrote the segment, I thought that we would be getting a Party Next Door album mm-hmm. and that he could uh, listen to that. You know, he's going to be on flights to and from Atlanta. Not much to do, but uh, there were two singles. They're not very good. Yeah. Um, so I think that this Are week's they better Stanley's... better than Omerta? No, they're not better than Omerta. Okay, wow. That's, um, that's it, a Like, low Drake's doing the dance hall thing again. They're not very good. Um, but I think those are still my recommendations for Stanley Johnson because the songs are about as disappointing as he's been uh, this season so wow. far. Wow. So, Rainbow Cinemas and the yeah. new party next door. All right. Uh, we are going to take another call here. Um, apparently, it's Detective Lee from Hong Kong. One of our favorites, Detective Lee. How you doing? Detective Lee. Have you found the triads yet? Oh, my gosh. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. What's up? <laughs> Detective Lee, you sound like you're quite not quite yourself. I can only hear Josh. Is, is Will there? Is William there as well? Yeah. What's going on, man? Hey, I um, uh, just want to say uh, another great episode of Running Back this week. Wow, um, thank you. You're watching all the way from of, Hong Kong. Yeah, in terms of, yeah... Uh, just had to work through some illegal streams. Uh, in, in terms of top Toronto reporters, um, yep. you know, you're, you're definitely one uh, A um, to uh, to uh, Blake Murphy. Uh, okay. Uh, you know, I feel like Alex Wong hasn't been really writing this year. Not sure what's happening. No, no all he does is tweet. Him as well. All he does yeah. is tweet and, and um, steal so, Keyshawn's grass. Shout out to Big V. Yeah, shout yeah, out Big V. Shout out to Big V. Yeah. Shout out Sportsnet staff. Oh yeah, yeah. great great piece on out. trading Colorado by Sportsnet staff. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but Will, I've been watching the stream and I noticed you're wearing the same sweater. As <laughs> yo, don't yo, don't expose me. On, on, Tuesday, uh, on Wednesday, so I know you have an Instagram account called Will Lou Fit, and mm-hmm. it just seems really inconsistent that you would have an account about your outfit and wear the same sweater two times in four days. So uh, I'll, just, uh, I'll just let you kind of issue a statement on that if you can. <laughs> Yeah, um, <clears throat> my statement on that is, yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. I'm caught red-handed. It's unfortunate. 
This is what happens. This is why I didn't want to get an IG account. You know, Will, my, my, my closet is like five outfits deep. Will Will is involved in a very stressful wedding tomorrow. He's the yes. best man. He's been busy. I left my house in and a I'm uh, carrying my friend's water today because yeah, it's it's not a great look. But we, tomorrow I'm guaranteed to wear a new outfit or a, a new guaranteed. suit. So. Yeah, but yeah, wow! I really got exposed from uh, across the world here. Oh, great! A hell of a detective. If, if, if you could have three, uh, three, uh, three sponsorships from uh, clothing or designers uh, or brands, who who would they be? Well, I mean, realistically, I only wear clothes from three spots, you know, because I'm basic. So, uh, Zara man, shout out Zara man, shout out Uniqlo, and uh, unfortunately, I also wear a lot of H and M, you know. So, yeah, no, I Ben looks stunned, silent. <laughs> yeah. Keep up. Keep, keep up the great work, both of you. And, uh, uh, Will, I'm, I'm finishing up this uh, biography on Mao. I would love to call in and discuss Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's all the time we have for today, buddy. All right. Detective Lee, what a, what a curious guy. Woke it up I, in the I'm middle of the night. Such a big fan. What time could it be in Hong Kong? Ha- have you found Sue Young yet? <laughs> Get back on that. Why didn't we call this show Rush Hour? I know. We should have called it Rush Hour Live. Next season. We, gotta, we, we have to. <sighs> yeah. Great, just just a great call from someone that I definitely am not seeing right now in a, in a separate room. Are we used to take the other call here uh, from from you, you go for it, man? What's what's the name right there? Uzair, no. Uzair from Hamilton. Hello? Am I pronouncing your name correctly? Yeah, yeah, Uzair. Told you. Yo, there we go. I was too afraid. It's like it's like the A U is like an O, and then Zair. Yeah. Like Zaire Wade, but well. Whoa. That's another topic. Absolutely. How's it going, guys? Yeah, what's well, up, how are man? you? How's Hamilton? Uh, I'm actually, I'm from Hamilton, but I'm just driving in traffic right now, so. Oh, we're yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, I was telling your, uh, your producer, in a sense, uh, so what do you guys think the playoff projections are for the Raptors, like, unbiased? <laughs> I think it depends on the seating. Like, if they if they end up in that 4-5 matchup, that's a lot huh? tougher than if they end up in, like, 2-3 Bracket, you know what I mean? So I think yeah, the Raptors I should... I don't, heard, I, I don't know if you heard uh, Kendrick Perkins the other day when he was on Inside uh, the Green Room with Danny Green. Yeah, yeah. And he said that Raptors versus Lakers in the finals. And he was really, like... Serious. Yeah, you know. Honest with that, you know what I mean? Yeah, Kendrick really likes... Uh, really has rocked with the Raptors for a while. He's shown Fred Van a lot of love, shown Pascal a lot of love. It's definitely whatever Drake sent him after that fight made him, like, a Raptors Yeah, the only guy that he doesn't like was Drake. And he talked about it yeah, on that yeah, episode of Inside the Green Room. <laughs> Shout out Harrison, by the way. Yeah. No, but like, uh, like if, they're, if they're the second seed, do you think they can honestly beat Boston being the third seed? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. It'll be competitive. Like, it'll probably go seven games, but I, I'm confident that they can compete with Boston. Yeah. Yeah. But Wait, the issue is if they end up in that four or five bracket and then they got to play one of like Philly or uh, Miami in the first round, that's going to be tough. Yeah. And then second round, they got to play like Philly or some like Milwaukee yeah. or whoever's in the first seat, maybe even Boston. That's also difficult. Uh-huh. So you definitely want to be in that two three position, yeah. or even one. Obviously, but, one will be ideal. But but, but, uh, but do you think that Kyle Lowry? Because last year he had a lesser load. Yeah. Honestly, he had a lesser load in the playoffs, right? Yeah. With him having, as you guys said, forty minutes, he's obviously going to play a bit more this year and in the playoffs. Do you think that's going to have an impact or not? Or is he over that hump where I got a ring, I, I don't have to worry about anything anymore, and mm. the critics anymore? I don't think Kyle was worried that much about the critics personally. I just think that it's harder for a six-foot guard to consistently generate offense. Yeah. 
against a set uh, defense. I think Fred has uh, the same issue. Yeah, but Fred Fred's range is a little deeper than Kyle's right now, or yeah. he's willing to pull up from 32. Yo, at practice, by the way, I noticed today that uh, they put in four-point lines. Interesting. Yeah, for Matt Thomas, right? Not just for Matt Thomas, for everybody. Like, they all, all, for they, there's like six courts at practice or whatever, and like all the courts have an extra tape that's like about a meter and a half, like behind the three-point line. Ronde's not shooting that yet, right? What's that? Ronde's not shooting that yet? Yo, listen, Ronde's shooting, uh, there's like an arc that's like right under the basket with like okay, a yeah, dotted yeah, circle. Yeah, yeah Ronde's arc he, is the restricted he, area. He's shooting that one. He's shooting <laughs> that shot. If he has to shoot a free throw, then he can. He's actually okay yeah, free okay. throw shooter, but yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah, no, he's okay. He's been good. He's been good. No, so he's going great, man. Shout out Ronda. Yeah, I would say, yeah. Um, they got to be in that 2-3 spot for the playoffs. Yeah. That's all. Another question I had was, if Raptors... Obviously, finals are the goals for every team, for the Raptors, too, especially for right now. What's, what's one player other than, like, obviously Giannis, Kawhi, LeBron, and all these star players... That's reasonably able to get to push them to the finals. That can like give them okay. These guys are for sure contenders because obviously everyone's writing off the Raptors right now. Yeah. But that can but that can put them on Bleacher Report contenders, the top eight. You know what I mean? So, well, who's one player in the league that can actually push them there if they're lacking in one department? Like we're talking about like realistic guys to get because like honestly yeah. like. I don't, really I don't think any of the superstars are up for trade right now. There's, no, there's not a Kawhi situation where you can buy low and, and grab somebody. Yeah, yeah. Buy low. One player, DeMar DeRozan. One player, <laughs> no, I'm good. Like, one player who's like an all-star level player, but not like a superstar level, that yeah. you think that can actually push him through. Drew Holiday. That you, no. Yes, Drew, dude. No, Drew Holiday not pushing them anywhere, man. We're liars. <laughs> you got to show respect. He's on my fantasy team. He's on, I'm not going to lie. He's on my fantasy team. He's snapping right now, so... He's yeah. a great player. Uh, yeah, the Pelicans lose every game. But and he plays well in Toronto. Happened, though. I remember seeing the Pelicans in Toronto last November. Jeru Holiday and what's the other guy's name? Etwan Moore cooked. Etwan Moore. All time Gerald Henderson award. Yeah. Seriously. First first team all Gerald we got, Henderson. You know what we gotta do Gerald, Gerald Henderson Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, no, he 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 deserves it, honestly. He's no, he's Hall of Fame. He's a Jerry took Gerald Henderson from last year. Yeah, no, he he, he was. He had like a thirty-point like, game against against the Raptors. It was it was unfortunate. That's what I'm saying. He took the Joe Henderson from Charlotte, and he like gave it to Jeremy Lamb. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't even played Jeremy Lamb yet. That's gonna be frustrating when we see Indiana. So, yeah, um, yeah I don't know, man. I don't think any of the superstars are available right now. I mean, you can make like a minor trade if you want to get like Danilo Gallinari or something like that. But That'd be I sick. don't know. I'm kind of against it. Bogdanovich if, would be cool, but he's never leaving the Kings. Yeah. So. Alright, man. Okay, sorry, sorry, one quick question. Do you think if we, with the same team, yeah. and we had Donovan Mitchell, do you think we would go to the finals or not? I don't think so. I don't I don't think a Donovan Mitchell is that level just yet. But, uh, no? No, but uh, he's about, also not available. About, so so who's, who's one player that, as a young player, same as Pascal age or similar, that can actually push the Raptors to the finals? Bradley Beal, but there's no way to get him. Giannis, he's also... He's also uh, Siakam's age. So, all right, bro. Thank yeah, you yeah, for calling yeah. in, man. Enjoy, enjoy Hamilton. You know, yeah, enjoy your commute. Yeah. All right, peace. Peace. Another call. Yeah, another call. We have Steve from Toronto. Steve, how's it going? Good. How you doing, guys? Good, man. You sound great. Yeah, this is one of the best quality calls we've taken all day. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You... Good. Good to hear. No worries. 
Yeah, I think it's Friday, right? Got to sound good. Yeah. Uh, so, big fan of the podcast. Been listening for a couple of years now. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I wanted to ask, so I guess the big four teams in the East yeah. that I would see, probably not counting Indiana, you look at uh, the Sixers, the Bucks, the Celtics, and then the Heat. Mm. So I kind of wanted to see what you guys think um, from kind of ranking what would be the best matchup to the toughest matchup for the Raptors in the playoffs uh, between those four teams. I would say best matchup probably, honestly, not even like slander aside, I think the best matchup probably is Celtics. I would agree. I think the Raptors have pretty plus defenders at all the places that the Celtics are good at. And a Jason Tatum, Pascal Siakam series would be fun. Yeah, in the sense that Pascal Siakam is going to make him look like, uh, what's his name, Tobias Harris. <laughs> I meant I meant that it would be quite competitive, but mm. I like I like mm. your opinion here. Mm. Um, no, it would be fun. That would be. That'd I be think that's series. probably the best matchup. Miami is a little bit tougher because they're so physical, and I think they can sort of bully the Raptors on the offensive glass just based on yep. their physicality. Um, but I think the Raptors can ultimately shut down uh, Miami's offense. Yep, and I think that gives them a little bit of an edge as well. Um, I would say Sixers are the toughest matchup for me, just because I think they defend the Raptors the best. Well, they defend everybody the best, but I think that the Sixers, the Sixers' offense, I, I really can't wait for Monday's game. Yeah, because I want to see where that Sixers' offense looks on a very good Raptors defense. Yeah, me too, me too. But also, that's that's also I, just tough. Like they're defensively yeah. just tough. And so, hopefully, we're supposed to have Serge back for Monday. Yeah, and I hope that yeah. Nick Nurse plays the two of them, uh, him and Mark, together for a little bit. And I hope that uh, Serge Ibaka pulls up on Ben Simmons again. And uh, hopefully, the, the true shot keeps uh, shooting under twenty percent from three. He's not. Oh he's not good. God. Yo, the amount of times Tobias Harris shot like two or thirteen in the playoffs. <laughs> One of my favorites, this, Tobias this Harris. This guy signed for hundred eighty million dollars. That still baffles me. Yeah, it's real debacle. Someone's got to get the money. If it's not the players, it's the owners. But I don't know if it had that. Someone had to beat Tobias Harris. You know? No, it's yeah. not good. All right, Steve. Thanks for the call, man. All right, thanks, guys. Cheers. Have a good weekend. You too. Bye-bye. All right, so we have. What, like seven minutes left? We've gotten our recommendations out. We've gotten our talking points out. I feel like we should clear out some of these comments. Yeah, but first. Yeah? Let's talk about tomorrow's wedding. I can't wait. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Are you a big wedding dancer? I feel like I've nev- we've never attended. I have been to only one other wedding, and in that wedding, I did not do too much dancing, no. But I also went solo for that wedding, and I'm not for this one, so maybe that changes. I, I, would, like to see, I would like to have a dance with you on the, All right. you know, when they play... I don't know, Venga bus? I have no idea what they're going to play at this wedding. Uh, I did get a message yesterday uh, <clears throat> in the, in the, in the uh, groomsman uh, group chat, on, right. on the WhatsApp chat. Yeah. And uh, the question was, like, what song should we close with? And the options were Don't Stop Believing." Cool. I did not vote for that. <laughs> okay. Uh, Rocket Man, which I'm like, oh, it's not bad. It's not terrible. Uh, someone put in a vote for Closing Time, which I'm like, okay. Okay. Cl- a little bit of a classic. Yeah. A little bit on the nose. And uh, I forget what the other two were, but that's that's kind of the sense of what we're gonna get, gotcha. right? Yeah, yeah. That's There's also gonna imagine. be a bit of like polka dancing. Yep. Yeah. Shout out to shout out to Otoboko, man. A lot of Eastern I've, Europeans. I've always thought that Red uh, Red Red Wine by uh, UB40 would be a great laugh song at a wedding. But I'm excited to yeah to cut a rug with you. Yeah, I'm excited too, man. How, yeah. How's your wedding dancing skills? I am a big wedding dancer. I, I, okay, I you know not to toot my own horn. I'm quite good at it. I am okay. I'm um, imagining Hitch I'm su- right now. I'm surprisingly fleet of foot for a man of my size. Okay, yeah. So, you know. You got rhythm? Got rhythm. Yeah, yeah. But I'm excited. It'll be a good day tomorrow. It will be a great day. All right, I'm let's excited. answer these questions. Yeah, let's go. Ray, ask, 
Uh, he would rather play for our G League team than move to the Knicks. Oh, they're talking about Masai. Uh, I, I, you know, I really, I'm really curious as to how good Masai was as a basketball player. Every time you guys asked about this, because Masai did play professionally, you know, in like the really, really low tier. Like we're talking about playing professionally in like Belgium. You know what I mean? Slander. My man oh. playing for Genk in Luxembourg, Club Bruges. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I don't really know, but uh, I would love to see what Masai was as a basketball player. Like I would love to ask Masai outright like what's your basketball comp and if, well, he, if he says like you know pops mensa bonsu or like uh you know tyler hansborough shout out to tyler because it seems like he was a 6'4 guy but he didn't actually uh didn't actually have a lot of skill but yeah i, I don't think messiah's going to the knicks man i think he him, him he himself said it personally I, I literally hate the knicks michael lum asks should messiah make a big change near the deadline if so what should be changed also how about terrence davis did you expect him to be like this? Terrence Davis, A, I did expect him to be like this. I have really liked his game. When I saw him in summer league, I thought, this is a player that doesn't have a lot of flaws. And if he stays focused and if he works hard, I think he's going to develop really well and really quickly. And he has. So, shout out Terrence Davis. Um, you know, uh, there's a we did, we did an interview with Terrence before the season in training camp. So, you can scroll back in the podcast feed and look for that interview uh, where all this was predicted. And then in terms of should Masai make a big trade, I don't realistically think so. I think he's going to see what he has with this team, and he's going to ride it through. Yep. So Trevor asks, will Siakam be better than DeRozan? What do you mean, will? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, what do you mean, will? What did DeMar ever average in the finals? Oh, wait. Wow. Well, I know, I know Pascal gave you a 20, a 10. <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, I, yeah, Siakam is a – DeMar's a great player. You know, I, yeah. I have – I like to – Take pot shots, but everyone takes shots at Demar. But realistically, it's all love. You know yeah. what I mean? Demar yeah, was course. really good. Here. Established the culture here in Toronto, and obviously you didn't get to see it through. But you know, shout out, shout out Demar Derozan. But yeah, I mean, I think Pascal Siakam already. I think as a two way player, I think the, offensively Derozan's a little bit better than Pascal for sure, especially at getting his own shot. Uh, but at the same time, I think Siakam is because of his physical abilities able to. Um, become more efficient than DeMar DeRozan yep. is. Uh, and also, Siakam is way better defensively. So I think he's just better than DeMar. And I think he already is. Uh, we got three minutes left, so we're going to race through a couple more. Thoughts on the New Jerseys. They're just okay. Oh, I thought this was thoughts on New Jersey, like the IZOD Center. <laughs> we're, not, we're not talking about that? We're, we're not talking about the New Jersey I, Nets? No, I don't think so. With uh, Aaron Williams, <laughs> Eric Williams, trading back for, for Vince Carter. We got really... Aaron and Eric Williams for Vince Carter. Yeah, it's really a dark moment in my childhood. I don't want to revisit it. What do you think of the New Jerseys? Fine. They're, they're little, just they're fine. a little boring. You know, I don't like the font on the front. It doesn't look that great. It looks a little all, childish. Like, all over the league, the fonts are bad. Yeah, yeah, The yeah. Brooklyn jersey was nice, and they have that stupid font. The Mavs jersey looks like uh-oh. Yo, the Features Mavs the jersey is terrible. Yeah, it really bad. does look like uh-oh. Yeah, it's facts. Yeah. Um, John Lamb. Would getting Bradley be the summer, mm. building with Pascal, help a superstar in 2021 come here? Yes and no. Yes, it makes them way better. No, it makes it way harder to take on a third uh, max level contract. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty tough. It's pretty tough. But that would be great. Bradley, Bill, Pascal, and, uh, and Giannis. Uh, Byron, how, ex- uh, how excited are you for Benchmob 2.0? They're, yeah, they're good. I don't know. I'm excited. I, I, wonder, I wonder if it's a little bit different with Serge in the middle 
as compared to Ryan. Serge is going to want a shot. Chris Boucher in the middle. Yeah, just because right now everyone's moving the ball around and everyone's so fast and athletic. And I'm not saying Serge is not athletic, but he's not energetic necessarily. I, I don't believe that this will actually be the bench mob unit. I think that Mark will sit more and Serge will start more. Uh. Um, so I don't think it's going to be – it's not going to be that five-man deployment that people are getting excited about. I think yeah. it's going to be a bit more – you know, fast and loose. Ray says, if only we picked up Wiggins in the summer, he balling now. Um, That's cool. For Give me, like, let's know what he's doing in February. Yeah, I just hope he comes out to Team Can. That's a big fact. Um, Jerome. Jerome. How does Nick Nurse reintegrate Serge Ibaka when he returns from injury? He's, Serge Ibaka is the easiest player to reintegrate, yeah. man. You just run, pick, and pop. He, he he takes a jumper. He makes a jumper. And then he blocks a shot. Like, he'll be fine. Mufuzi Chef on the cook-up. Last question. Bo Jackson. Good name. Will Jamal Crawford sign with the Raptors? Yo, That's a cur- He should be signed by the What is agenda, man? He should be on the Knicks, and he might be eventually. But uh, Knicks again, huh? Jamal Crawford back on the Knicks, shooting yeah, 30%. Dog. He'd be so much fun. Yeah, what's going on, man? I I don't know. I like I support the mellow agenda. I really do. But yep. the uh, Jamal Crawford one, that one, I just don't understand for the life of me. But that's all the time we have for the show. Well, it's been great. Yeah, it's been great as always. Um, we'll be back every Friday. The Raptors over everything live call-in show presented by KFC. Shout out to the sponsor. Shout out to the sponsor. You can call in every Friday between three thirty and four thirty. You can watch live on the Yahoo Sports Canada YouTube page. Me and Josh will be here and. You know, also, yeah, watch my back as well. So, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Have a good weekend, everyone. Peace. Bye. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.